podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we'll be continuing with our season four retrospective because season five then season four retrospective and this week it's the second part of the sontaran two-parter uh this week is the poison sky um yes so but first a little bit of news uh now we forgot to mention last week in uh, last week's news item was uh, the fact that the Upper Boat Studios um, have filmed their final episode of Doctor Who and shut up shop and and disappeared. Yes, they obviously just couldn't top us being there and have decided to. They get couldn't. Rid. They couldn't. I, I do feel rather um, rather privileged, you know, that we actually got to walk around the set. Uh, li- little knowing at the time that it was actually more or less closed down anyway, wasn't it? Yes, that's why they were quite, you know, perfectly happy for us to. Muck around with the TARDIS console and destroy it, yes. Um, yeah, so now obviously everything's moved to their new studios at Roth Lock, which we have seen when we were down in Cardiff for the, for the, um, for the convention. And it is quite a massive building, isn't it? Because we saw yeah. it across, the, um, across Cardiff Bay. It's the other side of the bay from where the Millennium Centre is. And it is absolutely massive. You you can't miss it at all. It, no. it just stands out on the on the horizon. Um, but it's, it's quite um, it's quite a shame actually because we you know, actually so having having been there and seen it, we, we've um, been in the blue box cafe there as well. Yes, where all the uh, all the actors and staff and crew have uh, have hung out. So it's um, it's a weird it's a, it's a bit of a weird weird feeling really. Some of the smallest port to lose going as well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you would have. Yeah, that was weird. That it was Paul to lose as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if anyone doesn't understand the, um, the the expression Paul to lose, uh, a, a chemical toilet. Yes, yes, is what we. Uh, well, they weren't really. Ke- well, I suppose they were chemical toilets actually, weren't they? Oh yes, I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no plumbing that I could. Uh, I could detect. <laughs> I must admit, I didn't really have a look at that. <laughs> well, I do it everywhere I go. Always check out the. Always check out. Check out the plumbing. You always, you always like to go into men's toilets and check out the plumbing. <laughs> I, yes. I also like to make sure their shelves are up nice and secure as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So that's it's, it's quite a sad day because not only was Doctor Who filmed there, also uh, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures were filmed there as well. So it's um, it's a shame. It's a big shame. So, yeah. uh, and I, as, as I said, I, I do feel quite privileged to have actually actually visited those. Uh, I was going to say hallowed grounds now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there we I go. I suppose it shows a commitment to. Um, well, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, they say that they're yeah spend um, sort of money to. Well, obviously, it's not, Doctor's not going to be the only thing filmed there. Um, I think, aren't they uh, filming Casualty there now as well at Roadlock? And upstairs, downstairs, isn't it as well? Uh, which has now been axed. <laughs> has it? Yeah, it's been axed. Oh, yeah. Man. So that, <laughs> well, that's it. More room for Doctor Who to film in there then. Yeah, yeah. And uh, isn't that um, that? Yeah, well- they're moving back to upper boat now. That's gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that um, 
that Welsh soap opera going to be filmed there as well? I would presume that would make sense, yes. Um, and I can never... I, oh, I can't pronounce it, sorry. I cannot pronounce the name of that. It's... <laughs> Sorry, Pobble Wagwim or something. I don't know. That's that's how it's spelled. <laughs> um, absolutely I, 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 no idea. I'll leave you. I won't correct you. I'll, I'll let people do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Please, if if anyone can just sort of write in with with how that with the phonetic <laughs> uh, pronunciation of 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 that Welsh soap opera, the pronunciation, yes, yeah, do it phonetically for me, please. And I, and, I, and I will correct myself, and and I do apologise profusely for for for, uh, for, for uh, pronouncing that wrong. Right, okay. I was going to say, people, regular listeners, <laughs> we realise that we struggle with English, so yes, well, indeed, never going to happen, was it? No, so um, Pobble Wagwim is not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's no problem for us, is it? Okay, right. Well, not also. Um, I was going to say, not also, not only has uh, everything... Not only, but also. Not only, but also. The um, Doctor Who production moved to Roflock, but also the opening date has been announced for the Doctor Who experience. Um, which is which, actually just around the corner, isn't it? It is, yeah. If you if you stand um, on the side of Cardiff Bay where uh, the Millennium Centre is, uh, where you can see Roflock, it's literally next door, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the new Doctor Who experience, which is absolutely massive. It is a massive building. Uh, looks really, really impressive. Uh, now, tickets go on sale uh, for the experience on at 10 a.m. on Thursday, the 14th of June. Uh, however, it won't. The Doctor Who experience will open its doors to the public until Friday, the 20th of July. So you've got we've got a bit of a wait yet. We never saw it when it was in London. I mean, I, I suspect that makes sense because I suspect that's probably the first week of the summer holidays, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're right. Actually, it will be. Um, so that that makes perfect sense. As yeah. To why so, um, so don't waste your time watching the Olympics because I certainly won't be. Um, go go down to Cardiff. Go down to the, to the Doctor Who experience. Get if you live in London, get the head out of London. Go to Cardiff. It's a it's a lovely city. So yes. get down there. Um, now apparently there's um, items going on display for the first time um, down there will be uh, the Doctor's Cradle uh, for the Good Man Goes to War, the Silent Spaceship, which I'm assuming is the big TARDIS-like set. Must be. Yeah. It's the only thing we've seen, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Doctor's Sonic came from Let's Kill Hitler, and apparently many more items which they are keeping secret until the doors open. Right. Yeah, so that would be quite uh, quite interesting. Um, I must admit, I wouldn't mind going down there to go and see that. Not not during the school holidays, but um, once the once the fuss has died down, because I'd say yeah. I never got, I never got around to seeing it in London, as is always the case when you live in London, you never actually go and see anything. No, well, well if we wait and see if there's going to be another convention next year, and if it's going to be there, and it may be what we do on a Friday. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I think there will be a convention next year. Yeah, uh, it, it'd be strange to have one and then not have one in the 50th year, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Um, my, crikey, my wife's going to be lonely next year. <laughs> Galley in, in February, and then this might be in March as well, so who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, so... <laughs> lonely or grateful? <laughs> <laughs> How about lonely and grateful? <laughs> We'll go with that. 
Um, now, another thing to make my um, my wife's existence a bit more lonelier, um, the the release date for the Doctor Who video game, The Eternity Clock, has finally been announced. Um, it will be released on the PlayStation 3 uh, for download on the 23rd of May, and then on the 13th of June for the PlayStation Vita. So, finally, after all that delay, it gets its official release date. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. It seems a bit odd that it's been... They've been... Yeah, it's been... It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Then it's just suddenly done like that. And it's... You know, you'd think they'd have announced a longer run-up to the release date. Then it's almost like, it's ready, quick, get it out. Yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> next Wednesday it's out. Um, it's... Because we're, we're recording this on the Friday night. Yeah, this um, this particular podcast. So we're well we're well ahead of ourselves this week. Um, yeah, there's been there's been no. I can't agree on a on a day because we're doing stuff. Over in, the indeed, indeed. So um, yeah, no, it's just it's just bizarre because there's been no um, advertisements for it. There's been nothing. It's very yeah. it's it doesn't bode well as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff a, a couple of months ago, wasn't there? Pre the convention. Mm. About it. Well, apparently they. Didn't and it was, was going to be. It was going to be out very shortly. It was going to be out very shortly. Well, then it got I, delayed. I, well, we, delayed. Ne- we never got yeah. to see it, did we? But they did have a little games section set up, and I think they had some PlayStation Vitas. Then I think they had some Eternity Clock demos to play on yeah. there. Um, I think because I, I never actually went and looked at it. I wish I had done. But um, yeah, it's there's been no feedback that, that I've read. From no. that either, which seems a bit weird. No, it it does seem to have almost slipped out as opposed to been released, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it. Uh, which, made, which, as you say, does make you sort of worried that they're not quite not very confident of it. Yeah, not not the game perhaps they envisaged. Well, hopefully it will prove us wrong. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. I suspect it'll be you reviewing it for this podcast. It probably will be, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so look out. Yeah, but apparently there's a boxed version of the game released for the PlayStation 3 on the 25th of May, two right. days later. So uh, I don't know if there's... I know nothing about the PlayStation V, so I don't know if it is download only, that particular uh, console. I've got absolutely no idea. No. No, I've never been into the, the portable uh, console a thing to be honest so uh, yeah I'm, I'm completely in the dark on that one um, okay well the final little bit of news um, and it's really sort of an advert for our well not, I suppose you could pick this up on iPlayer couldn't you yes yes uh, Radio 4 Extra are going to be um, airing some McCoy Big Finish productions well one we know of anyway <laughs> Which is starting this Monday, which will be the 21st of May at half past six um, in the evening. Um, and it is. Oh, where are we? What's it called? Oh, I forgot. A Thousand Tiny Wings. Apparently, yeah, it's, uh, it says here, with the male male rising, uh, uprising, raging in 1950s Kenya, the Tynold encounters an alien foe, which stars Sylvester McCoy and Tracy Charles. And yes. I, haven't, I haven't heard this one myself, so um, I should look forward to that. No, I must admit, I haven't heard any of the McCoy. I think you have, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah. I haven't heard any of the McCoy stuff, so I'm quite interested. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the McCoy stuff. 
I really am. I was. Um, it's, it's almost sort of you know when but the time Doctor Who got axed in in um, in the eighties, and you sort of felt McCoy was just hitting his stride. Yeah, a little bit. Well, he, he he's continuing that stride in in the audios, as far as I'm concerned. He's a on, on audio. He's a really good Doctor. Huh, so I am looking forward to this. Yeah. So uh, now that's on. It's a three-part story, and it's on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. Okay. So that the whole the whole um, uh, story is going to play out for three parts over three consecutive nights. So um, I don't have any any more after this. I, I think there are plans. There is. There yeah. is. Yeah. But um, the next story in the in the series follows on. Yeah, and I don't know at this point if it's the following Monday or it's going to be Thursday. I, I don't know. So, um, But that's good. Finally, we get some more big finish on uh, on Radio 4 Extra. Yeah, they, they, they have been having some on irregular basis, haven't they? Yeah, the last slot was the um, Dave, uh, Peter Davison, yeah. where, where they got the, um, what was it, Nissa, Tegan and Turlow yeah. together. Um, well, they recorded quite recently as well, weren't they? Reasonably, yeah. Because since we've made, I remember the sort of um, making a big thing about like a, they did a, a a cast photo. So yeah, yeah, so made a quite a big thing about it. But uh, no, that that wasn't bad either. Actually, they they were quite in, um, entertaining to listen to. So, I must admit, all the big finish stuff I've listened to has been good. Yeah, same here. Same here. I've um, you know, I've, I've sort of trouble has been going for so many years now and I've there's so much to catch up on it's, it's unbelievable yeah. how many they've, they've actually made um, yeah it's going to take me years to catch up with it what with sort of recording um, recording the podcast watching Who as well playing catch up with the DVDs and trying to fit in big finishes there's not enough hours in the day right. and you've got a game coming out and I've got a game so. coming out as well yeah I know crikey so uh, and now I've um I downloaded my first. Um, so I, I got the Kindle app for my um, iPad, and the first book I downloaded was um, Doctor Who and the Auton Invasion, right? Which I haven't read for about thirty-five years. So uh, that that so I'm reading that at the moment. So that's um, that's bringing back a few happy memories of going up to the local library and getting out all the Target uh, books I could get my hands on. Yeah, I've I've downloaded a, a, a couple, but I'm sort of trying to save them for when I'm on journeys. So the one thing, great thing about a Kindle is, of course, you can read it anonymously. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so us being the uh, the type of fans who uh, who who don't uh, air our love of Doctor Who too publicly, do we? Apart, no. You know, apart from doing a weekly podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do we do this from behind the. <laughs> Right, well, that's the end of the Doctor Who news uh, for this week. Uh, we do have one last news item, and that is our good friend at the Bad Wolf podcast, Martin. Uh, he and his uh, partner, Tanisha, have given birth to a baby girl this week. So big, big, big congratulations to the pair of you. Yes, congratulations. Yes, I stumbled over the word congratulations there, didn't I? <laughs> Such was your excitement. For it was, yes. So, um, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Um, yeah. So you, you tweeted a couple of pictures of her, and she looks absolutely gorgeous. So you must be well and truly made up. So, yeah, and it's one way to keep your listenership growing, isn't it? Really, indeed, indeed. 
So, and uh, hopefully she'll be a Doctor Who fan as well. I'm not sure she's going to have any choice. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right, okay, well, coming up is our uh, retrospective of The Poison Sky. So, for that, uh, we'll just wrap this up. So, for another week, that was the news. Right, it's time to crack on with our uh, continuing retrospective of Season 4, or Series 4, I keep saying Season, Series 4, and this week it's The Poison Sky, uh, which is the second part of the uh, season, this season's Sontaran uh, story. Yes. So, um, after that... Where we were quite, we? <laughs> where were we? Yeah, we quite liked the Sontaran stratagem. There were, there yes. were a few annoying things, or annoying well, characters, persons, annoying yeah. persons, yes. Um... What do we think of this week's then? Um, oh, like that is it? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty <laughs> much it, it. It's actually one of the rare two parters where actually the second part pretty much does follow on, yeah. directly from the first part. Yeah. Uh, well, like, as I, I, in I, such, you could actually watch them as as if they put them both together and put it out as an hour and a half episode. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily know where the join was. You, no, you wouldn't. No, it, it is one of the, one of the very few times since the new series has come back where it does directly follow on. Yeah, you know. Um, but okay, now obviously the the resolution to Wilf being trapped in the car. Now, now you've you've got something to say about this, haven't you? Oh, I was, I was just going to say, yeah. Um, I had just had the thought that um, isn't glass supposed to be. Can't grass be broken by frequency and high frequency? Uh, yes, it can. And so, what is a sonic screwdriver? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, that's the thing because you got Donald's mum just nipped off to get her handy axe. Yeah, and we've all got one of those lying. Oh the yeah, house. I've got mine next to me now. Actually, I'll never, I'll never go anywhere without it. But yeah, um, okay, it was a nice. Little thing to you know, with all the doctor's technological wonders, she just breaks yeah. the window. Yeah, you know, which I thought was quite, um, quite good. But um, no, you're right. Yeah, it's a sonic device. Why? Yeah, why couldn't it break the glass? Yeah. So uh, that that just actually that thought occurred to me, but I don't know. I don't know perhaps, perhaps I'm wrong about sonic and uh, frequency and glass and that. But anyway, and perhaps it doesn't work with. Toughened glass, which you might have in a well, in the screen. I don't this, know. This is science fiction. It's, it's a make-believe screwdriver. It can yeah. do anything. Yeah, you know, it can do absolutely anything. So anything the writer wants wants it to, and they just conveniently forgot about it. Forgot about its sonic qualities. Yeah, this time. But having said that, actually, now, now I'm trying to think. They didn't pull him out through the front, did they? <laughs> No, I'm they... sure they opened the door afterwards and let him out. So, so, so why why suddenly the central locking was unlocked? Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm not I'm not actually conscious of of of, of seeing Wilf getting out of the car. No, I'm, I'm not like... trying to think. And yeah, I yeah. I'm, it was pretty late at night vague, when I was watching it, so maybe I was... it's vague memory that he just then gets out. Yeah, as if it's like almost as if the vacuum inside has been broken and now he can <laughs> open the wind door. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um... Yeah, so so obviously you, you you get the resolution to that one. Um, now you've got the you know, the planets choking to death. 
Um, and obviously this week we find we find out that um, the planet's been like, turned into a clone, a, a breeding like planet. The, the fact that the uh, the only car they can find that hasn't is, is a taxi, which would sort of make sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was made... actually quite clever. Yeah. Actually, as you say, you talk about the tax. One thing I can remember, um, I've just remembered actually, you go back to uh, Partners in Crime uh, when that taxi turns up for that. Uh, I can't remember the, 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 the girl who, who basically exploded. Yeah. In her bathroom, she's waiting for that taxi to take her out. There was an Atmos sticker in the taxi's window. Right. I complete. I, I, I was meant to mention that the other week, but uh, so that it was all sort of well thought out in advance. Obviously, from like the first episode, yeah. But um, yeah, so but the whole thing. But after that's done, the whole Atmos thing is pretty much forgotten about, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of served its purpose. They've activated it, and that's it. It's never it's never mentioned again. No, you know. So I, I don't know. It, it just seemed so. They what we mentioned sort of last week. They could have done anything um, to have. Turned planet Earth into a, a, a breeding planet. Yeah. So they could have just bombed it with a go. Why this convoluted thing of getting Luke Rattigan involved and selling it onto the general public? It just didn't. Why? It just seemed very, very convoluted. Yeah. For something that they could have achieved quite easily. And there wouldn't be an even distribution of. Um, of cars and area, would there? I mean, yes, you've got. In westernised countries, you're going to have quite a high. Yeah, and that, that, there was sort of that, that throw along. It was more than enough to to turn the planet. Yeah, you know. Um, but I thought if there was more than enough, why were you continuing to keep selling the Atmos things? You know, why didn't you just do it there and then? And you, you presume this is supposed to be. I mean, are these being fitted retrospectively? Or you can understand if those are all being fitted to new cars. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't understand how because some every... of the cars that seem to be affected were older than Rattigan. I... <laughs> Probably older than us, but <laughs> no, yeah. you, you, no, you're right. Yeah, why would every single car have one of these fitted? Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, I can understand. You know, maybe, maybe it would. Maybe you could. I mean, it's like the retrofitting of seat belts. If they're giving zero emissions, then. Yes, you could understand yeah. it happening, and perhaps there was an incentive done that people were paid a certain amount of money if you had it fitted to your car or you got a free servicing or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Which but, I could understand perhaps in some Western countries, but there'd but, be some countries that just wouldn't be able to afford the infrastructure. No, and the, th- the thing was there was naturally no um, mention of how he managed to get it across the entire world. No. As you say, what was it? You know, what was the trick? How did he do it? You think with with the kind of character he was, he would have bragged and gloated, yeah, about how clever and how superior his intelligence is. Yeah, no, but you can think of think of a thing that gives zero emissions to cars. Yes, very good. Mm. But you couldn't see you could you, know, you could see it being adapted for new adopted for new cars being built, mm. but not being fitted retrospective in the quantities that had been needed mm. because not everyone would have one. Yeah, I know it's supposed to think maybe. I mean, well, that's the thing. There, we're now making it up. We're now trying to. Fit this would this have to be a very, very long term plan. It would. Um, this would have had to have been going on for at least five years. Yeah, 
to have got to the level they had got to. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe... That maybe the we, to that patient. Well, I think maybe we might just be sort of over-analysing it somewhat, but, it, it you know, it, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. No. It really does. It's doesn't. a very convoluted way to do it, and it seems yeah. to be a very convoluted way to just to bring in an irritating character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then, so if, if, if the character was really good, you'd probably overlook it and say, "Oh, yeah," but it allows them to use this character. Mm. Um, the character's no good. No, so. he's not any good. No, he was um, still an annoying little twant in this episode. Even more so, perhaps. Even more so. Um, because you actually get a f- him stamping his foot. Yes. Like sport bastard out of Viz. Yes. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, that that was just. <laughs> I think he's actually very much modelled on sport bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, sorry that 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 really was. I know. I know the character's supposed to be a spoilt little brat, but that sorry foot stamping. Yeah. You know, sorry that that was bloody awful. They should not have kept that bit in. They really shouldn't have kept that bit in. Um, that and the fact that the other students or whatever there didn't seem to have any idea of what was going on. As if none of them had ever questioned, why are we building terraforming stuff? Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought, well, I don't know if I think they, they might have known, but not the reason why. I think they might have known they were going to a different planet, but or that was the, that was the goal. But oh, the, the, yeah, I suppose the goal was that someone was going to. Yeah, planet. but but not but not the, it was them. Yeah, but I, I, the other thing as well is not the fact that the Earth was going to be destroyed in the process. Yeah, I think it was probably because that that was the that was the thing that um, turned it on its head. Because they looked out, they stood and saw, you know, the the, the atmosphere choking, yeah. basically. So um, yeah, so that that's what that's what turned them all against Rattigan because he then announced, didn't he, that it was all part of the big plan. Yeah. And they said, "Well, up yours, mate. I'm going to find me. I'm going to find my family." Family, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think led to the foot stamping, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, horrible, horrible little character. I mean, actually, where we come down to is the whole reason why it's been done this way mm. is to give the Doctor the basically the um, atmosphere weapon to get rid of the cloud. Yeah, the terraforming stuff. Yeah, it just seemed a little bit too. Otherwise, I suppose, because if the if the Santarans had just mo- uh, bombed the Earth with this gas, yeah, there wouldn't have been anybody working on that. Well, it's everything as well. There was there was a hell of a lot to my mind. I don't know if you agree or not. There seems to be a lot, hell of a lot of plot contrivances. Yes. Um, a, a you brought one up there, which was the terraforming, yeah, um, equipment. The other one was Donna being sent back to the TARDIS. Yes. There was absolutely no way Donna would have pegged it back to the TARDIS. Meekly gone back. Yeah. There's absolutely no way that character would have done that. No. She'd have been, well, if I'm not going to be with you, then I'll go and I'll go to my family. Yeah, that's it. If she didn't think she had anything to offer there, she'd have gone back to her family. Yeah, she would have done. Yeah. Just, as you say, meekly accept her fate and, and you know... And... To do, basically, to go, run along and be a good girl and do what she's told. Yeah. Is not her... No, you, that's, that is it. You've hit, hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah, that is it. Run along, do as she's told, and she did it. And there's absolutely yeah. no way that character would have done that. No. You know, and it was just a contrivance to get her, you know, onto the Sontaran ship, 
Yeah. Well, actually, no, it was just a contrivance to get the TARDIS back down again, wasn't it? To hit the transmat. Uh, switched on, yeah. Yeah. So that she was there on the... On the yeah, on the Centauran ship yeah. to actually reactivate the transmat. Well, then yeah. you get that... Of course, another contrivance to get that bloody awful line back of the neck. Yeah. As well. Um, considering one minute she was uh, basically wet, wetting herself... Yeah, and you get all the all the cocky stuff. So yeah, he, he didn't. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't really that. The other, the other thing actually is that when she's when she's then sitting in the TARDIS, not knowing what to do, mm. and he then basically talks to her through the link. Yeah, but without trying to give her clues as to what to do, as as that the, there's a phone. Mm. Surely he didn't need to do that. All he had to do was ring the phone. And she'd have picked it up. Well, it wasn't exactly as if she was going to be. Got, you've got a pot. She was going to be wandering around in a different room and not be near the phone. Well, the other thing as well, and you're absolutely right because the other thing as well, and it actually picks it, it contradicts itself in the script because right then she says, "Well, who do I know to call?" Yeah, you know, she couldn't phone the doctor. He didn't have a mobile phone. She said, "What's your number?" So, what was the whole point of the doctor telling her to the phone? Yeah. It was, it was only when he was going to ring her that she was going to be able to do anything anyway. Yeah. And surely she was, the phone was there anyway. Yeah. And what did she do? She just phoned to, to ring her, uh, her mum, Wilf. Yeah. I mean, in fact, actually, there could be more of a problem because she could have been on the phone while the doctor was trying to call Wilf, her. While the doctor's trying to call her. <laughs> Far better not to have told her that she's a phone and does she want to ring anybody. We really are overanalyzing this one, aren't we? <laughs> no, but that, that actually just was the that was the thing that I just couldn't understand at all. Yeah. And if anything, was then risking telling the Centaurans that there was someone in the TARDIS. Yeah, I know. It it is it just so that was so contrived that bit. Um but what you did get was that brief flash of rose on the view yeah. screen. Um yeah. Which, thinking at the time, it, it sort of caught me off guard, like the whole thing in uh, Partners in Crime. Yeah. When, you know, when the, when she turned around, you saw that Donna was actually speaking to Rose. Um, and again, it was just, it was a little, whoa, shock. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was, it was good in the fact that it was so brief. Yeah. I don't mean that in terms of, oh, good. <laughs> they kept her screen very, time down, yeah. <laughs> there was very little of Rose in that. That was good. I meant just in the fact that they didn't try to overplay it. No. Um, it was just the once it was there and then... Which was actually it. very restrained of RTD, I, th- I yes. feel. Yes. Very restrained. Now, obviously, while Donna's sort of in the, the toast, you've got evil, evil Martha, the Martha clone. Yes. Wandering around. Um... Which is you've got the the green goo scene, which uh, got got many uh, many a viewer in a state of excitement. So, um, but I, I it wasn't that badly done. But it, again, this is whole thing of the you know I like the way she was sort of preventing the the nuclear launch. Yeah, um, I don't know. I did like the way the doctor was sort of quite. It was fairly certain it wasn't really Martha he was speaking to because the whole yeah. thing. Have you have you rung your your mum? Yeah, the fact the fact that the doctor knew instantly was good. I think. Yeah, and uh, just sort of playing playing along with it. Knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was then trying to work out exactly what she was doing. Yeah, but the thing was though, the way she was walking around with those two soldiers who were sort of being controlled, um, 
it was so obvious that she was an evil an evil twin basically yeah the way she was just marching around with them it just it just didn't see you know they, they couldn't have acted more suspicious um yeah the other the other thing on that one is actually getting back to Donna being in the TARDIS yeah is why didn't Martha tell the Centaurans that Donna was in the TARDIS, TARDIS. I don't know if she actually knew at that point, though, did she? Because she doc- was there when he told her to go back to the TARDIS. No, you're right. Yes, that's true. I'm sure she was, because that was one of the yeah. other things that I oh, didn't I think can't... that Donna would have turned around and said, "Well, if she's staying, I'm doubting myself if she was actually there when he told her to go back." I've got a funny feeling she was, but uh, perhaps I'm perhaps I'm perhaps not. Yeah. Don't know, don't know, but uh... yeah, because yeah, because otherwise it would have rendered the whole. Sort of, you know. Although, actually, yeah, no, I doubt. No, perhaps I am. Because does he say later on that she's still with his uh, parents to Martha? Uh, yes, he does. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. so she wasn't. All right. Fair enough then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise it really, really would have stretching uh, the point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not only that, but made the whole um, secret phone call to Donna completely redundant. Yeah. To be honest, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got evil Martha, so sort of marching round uh, unit, acting all evil and stopping a, a, a nuclear launch with a mobile phone. Yeah. Um, okay, I suppose you could say it's it's uh, alien technology, um, but again, it was the whole thing of the again. It's the no, whole... I think you can get that app for the iPhone. <laughs> well, it, I was just saying it, it was it, you're back to the Doctor and Colonel Mace again now. Yeah, and he really didn't give Colonel Mace a chance, did he? Again, he, even with the because he, he he did warn him not to engage the Sontarans. Yes, um, but again, he was only doing his. And again, he, he did the nuclear launch thing, and the Doctor was sort of, well, you shouldn't. It would just yeah. they would just bounce off them, sort of thing. Yeah, um, and then getting the because the um, the one that gets killed. And he says about he's got a name. He's not yeah trap whatever yeah. Um, I sort of felt a bit sorry for the, for the that sort of Colonel May's character at that point because the guy was just doing his job. He was he was a professional soldier. Follow, yeah, it's following yeah standard procedure. Yeah. Um, and if you think back to what the brigadier used to do, yeah. Before they turned, would have been, in, been, been exactly the same. It, would, it was exactly the there same. There would have been absolutely no difference. I mean, they both said, didn't they? Oh, if only the brigadier was here. Yeah, because he, yeah, because he actually they said, I need, you know. I need the brigadier. I need the brig right now. Yeah, you know, and he said, "Well, sorry, yeah. Sir, Alist- yeah. Sir Alistair's trapped in um, trapped Peru. in Peru." Yes. Now that made me think, right there, but if they at some point they was going to think to bring him back. Yeah, that was it. Wasn't just that. I thought, why hadn't they already asked him? Yeah, because if you're going to keep mentioning the character, yeah. Why the hell you just did not? Maybe, maybe at that point he wasn't well then either. And like yeah. actually, no, saying that he then appeared in the Sarah Jane Adventures. He did, but I don't think he had. He wasn't that well during that period. He wasn't. So whether, no. I mean, whether, whether there was faults that they would use him, yeah, and ask him to be in it, and then he just wasn't well enough. But then they didn't want to. They they wanted to mention him because there was always a fault in RTD's mind that he would use him at some point in the future. But if I said if he was trapped in Peru, all it needed um, was a satellite link. If Nicholas Courtney wasn't well enough to do any sort of on-set stuff, 
You just you don't you don't know though, do you? you yeah, I mean, but that's the, but that's what I'm whether he was ill, whether he just couldn't do the or scheduling, the, or, or they just didn't ask him. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you don't yeah. know. He may have been asked. He may not have been able to do the scheduling. Yeah, yeah. I, I just for I just I, for health or just didn't fit in with what he was planning to do. Could have done, but I, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I really do. As you said, we, there could be underlying reasons why not. But I mean, I think know. to mention him suggests that there was a fault that. They would have liked to have had him. Brought him back, yeah. Um, so I can only presume that there were reasons that... No, I'm actually sort of... Sorry, they hadn't brought back Colonel Mace again. Because we haven't really had another unit story since this one, have we? Uh, the only time they could... Well, they could have used it in uh, Planet of the Dead, couldn't they? They could have used him rather That's than... That's true. The... Yeah, I, I tried to put that out of my mind. Yes, yeah. yes. Um because actually, I mean, what what he did do in this was was actually he then particularly didn't just throw his hands up and say, "Oh, help us, doctor." No, he he had all the answers. Where the doctor he then was... went out and decided, right, okay, so we leave this to me. And the, and, and again and again the doctor was getting else. yeah, and again the got... doctor was getting angry with him. Yeah, but then actually did start to realise, actually, no, this man is actually, I may not agree with his tactics yeah i think the use of the valiant to clear the gas was a damn good idea yeah um and showed him that actually he may be a military man through and through but he is one that actually yeah and i, I like the idea about he's, the, he's uh, not a stupid military man no um i like the idea with the the fact that they couldn't fire the books they made the copper expand in the breach yeah, was quite a nice little idea. Um, yeah, to explain that, why people can't. Just... Yeah, but then to have him just immediately go away and have the instant solution. Yeah. Um, again, it was a little bit of a contrivance, but then it did. You did have a big battle scene between Unit and the Sontarans, and the the point I was sort of trying to come to now was also the fact that finally a budget to show the Sontarans in false. Yeah. Which I did actually think was very well done. Yes. Yeah, actually, the fight scenes, I think, were quite good. Yeah, I really did quite like that. Um, and also, it, it, it sort of uh, gave Dan Starker another chance yes. to shine. Because um, I thought he was I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but also, the, the, the bit I'd forgotten was the... the um, the two soldiers, the two unit soldiers that were he being just controlled, shot them as he went just past. shot them. Yeah, that was absolutely. I don't know if it was him or another Suntar, I can't remember, but yeah, they just turned around and shot no, them I both. think it was him, yeah. Yeah. I I, past, was yeah. Just like, oh, you're, you're disposable now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great scene. That really was. Um, yeah. Well, that, actually, before you get to the the Valiant bit. Yeah, it didn't even, but didn't even make a big thing of it. It wasn't even like, do, did the big. Oh well, you're just disposable now, and shot them. It's just like, oh, I've just oh, I forgot about you two. Yeah, it's getting rid of you two as well. As well that's passes. the thing because he, he he just sort of stopped running, turned round, bang bang, and then just carried so, on. Yeah, something yeah. else I've got to do. Yes, that was yeah. it. Thank you for reminding me. I've got to kill you two. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I did like that. So, but you know, um, actually, before the Valiant came down with the gas masks, with the, yes. the Doctor going, "You my mummy." Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten about that. So that, yeah, that was a I. I as a little sort of throwaway line, I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anything like that, yeah, because it just wasn't. There wasn't any big ex- explanation to it or anything. It was just there. If you heard it, you knew what it meant. If yeah. you didn't, then didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought that was that was really really. I really did like that bit. Yeah. Um, 
So, as you were saying, then sort of Colonel Mace takes charge of the situation. Pretty much, I was going to say, pretty much like the Brigadier did in the invasion. Yes. He sort of knew what to do. He wasn't, yeah. as you say, he wasn't waiting for the Doctor to. Pretty much like the, the um, season seven Brigadier. Like Pertwee's first season. Yeah. Um, he wasn't waiting for the Doctor to tell him what to do in that se- that season at all. No. Especially if we look at the Silurians. Yeah. He just goes ahead and blows them up. Yeah. You know, so it was that it was, and I think that's what I don't know if that, that's what they were trying to do come the end with Colonel Mace, because he even had sort of like a brigadier style line um, when he shoots Dan Starkey sometimes. You will stand and face me, sir. Yeah. Or you will turn around and face me, sir. Something like that. Um, that yeah. that you could you could imagine. Nicholas Courtney saying that line. Yes. Yeah. No. I thought. I thought actually. Yeah. He did, and he did. For, if if the scene, if the whole thing, second part of this, had been, the brigadier. Yeah. You wouldn't have said it was out of character. No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, as I say, yeah, it's, it's a shame actually they've not used him since. Yeah. Because he very much easily could easily have become. That sort of person for the Doctor. Yeah, definitely. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, really. Um, but they seem to sort of... They're actually the only one they've sort of brought back a second time. And for the life of me, I can't remember the bloody character now, Major something or other, um, was that the Major from the Planet of the Dead. Because she appears again in turn left. Yeah. And that's, I think it's the only time they've had like a... In this series, anyway, is a, is a, a, a recurring unit character. Yeah, I mean, I wonder whether he that they wanted to use him in the future, and he just wasn't available. Maybe not. The thing is, though, I always remember him as playing one of the Double Take Brothers from uh, Harry Enfield. Yeah, I always remember him for that. So, and straight, yeah, in... I mean, he he does he does look a bit wet, doesn't he? He does look a bit wet, yes, with the comb over I think over that's how you think he's going yeah. to come across, and that's how he comes across in last week's yeah. in the first episode. Um, but no, the second episode very much, I think, really does fulfil and actually gives Unit a purpose rather than just... Um, rather, rather than A, taking orders from the Doctor, or B, taking orders from Martha. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, I, I, it's a shame these characters wasn't allowed to sort of grow up in some other stories. Yeah. Really. It really was. It's, I think it's a bit of a shame. Um, I, I did think that the... Actually, we were talking about the Valiant earlier on. It did look rather impressive, actually, with that sort of blowing the the uh, the, the, the gas away from the surrounding area. Yeah. That was did, that did look quite, quite impressive, actually. I, I quite like the Valiant as a concept. You wonder, actually, looking at it, how big it must be. Here we go. Here's a nitpicking bit for you. Go on. Because when he burns the sky away, mm. the valiance underneath, the dust, the cloud. Yeah. Gas cloud. But when the when it gets to New York, the cloud is basically through some of the skyscrapers. He's actually, yeah. So how low must the valiant have been to be below the cloud? Well, considering and why that, wasn't there? Why was there cloud there anyway around the yeah. valley in the first now, place? Now thinking, I'm trying to think back to the first time we actually saw the valiant, um, which would it's have meant been, to be pretty massive. Yeah, because when you first see it in, uh, what was it, the sound of drums? When you first yeah. see it, I think it's sound of drums. They land a seven four seven on it, 
because Air Force One yeah. lands on it. Yeah. So it's got to be pretty damn big because the, 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 a takeoff run for a 747 is, is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, which for the, it, then to be below the cloud level and still be that size. Yeah. It should have been filling the screen. It should have been. It really should have been. But uh, but yeah, that's just nitpicking. Nitpicking, nitpicking. There we go. <laughs> Same as last week. <laughs> but it's just, just, just these little bits and you think to yourself, obviously I'm not overly into this, this story isn't overly it's, it's good but it's not gripping me because i'm actually watching this and i'm noticing yeah, little it, things like that that yeah. would have just passed me by if i would have thought if i was really into the story yeah it didn't but, really grip me either to be honest it's, it's i mean i don't dislike it i will sit down and watch it you know i'm not yeah. gonna say i hate this episode you know i hate yeah. this no, two it's, parts it's, got or some, it's got some good lines it's got some good acting in it yeah other than other than yes and has got some good ideas. Yeah. Now let, let's. Because um, I thought Chris Ryan was really good again in this one. You know what? You know, wipe out every last stinking. You know, he's really sort of going to. Yeah. Going to town, getting into his, uh, get his military mojo uh, back on. But it was just the. Um, again, leads me back to Rattigan when all these um, all these lackeys have run off, and he teleports back up. And they sort of basically, well, there was there was no planet, you idiot, you know. And they sort and he and they sort of go to kill him, and he teleports back down again, and he's just sort of lying on the floor, curled up in a ball, bawling his eyes out, um, yeah, rather badly as well. Yes, actually, and again, I just thought, I just you, I just don't like the guys. I just don't like the acting. Maybe yeah. he's better in other things. I don't know. I know he was in um, my family. Mm. As was something else I didn't like. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, okay, yeah, point, point proven. That may not be a, may not be a, a good indicator. No, probably not. Point proven. Um, yeah, so I just didn't. I didn't like. No, he, he didn't deserve his ending either. He was a sniveling little wretch of a character, and he should remain a sniveling little wretch of a character because basically he saves the day, and his character didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve to be the hero. Um, yeah, but I suppose somebody had to be expendable, didn't they? Yeah, and it had to be somebody that you actually didn't really care about to, to, a, certain to a certain extent. But I, I just don't think he, he was—he deserved that the ending that he got. Because that, that's at least then you sort of got an idea that it was his own fault. Yeah, that he's ended up in that situation. Yeah, because he—he—he um, he, he was quite happy to let the Sontarans do what the hell they liked. Yeah, to, to the planet. Um, it was only until he, he found he'd been hoodwinked. Yeah, that they'd actually called him stupid. I think was more the yeah. Um, and he just didn't. He just and he was stupid. He was a sniffling little twerp of a character. And yeah. um, I say he didn't deserve to be the hero. No, but I don't think he necessarily did it for that. I think he just wanted to show them that he was clever enough to. And again, not not a good reason to play the hero. Because he was still being an annoying little twerp, but yeah. he should have been an annoying little twerp left sort of snivelling in his laboratory to be, or, or his academy. Yeah, but you you have got a problem with what do you do about the doctor? Because if the doctor is going to blow them up, he is going to have to. You can't have this whole thing about the doctor saying people carrying guns and whatever, mm. and then him just remotely blowing up something. So he's got to go. Yeah, it was that whole thing about him giving them the chance to, to, yeah. to just turn around and, and leave. Yeah, um, but yeah, 
again, I don't know. It was. I mean, surely there there would should have been another way. Yeah. Considering he sort of pretty much you know pretty quickly found the solution just to fire the uh, the terraforming rocket. Into now again that when I first watched it that the whole thing about setting the sky on fire. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't. Remember, I'm trying to try and remember back to some sort of the old fire training. Surely that amount of fire would have sucked all the oxygen off the planet if you set because fire basically breathes <laughs> off breathes off oxygen, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because it's te- it was technically a flash fire. Now, apparently, flash fires are the, the, the worst kind of fires to be caught because it literally just sucked the oxygen out of out of the room. It's so quick. Yeah. Um, which technically, that's what the doctor did. Now, may, maybe I've got my physics completely wrong here, um, but it just seemed to be sure that would be the wrong thing to do. And I don't know. And whether what was being burnt off was, but it's still a fire. Yeah, but whether, whether it had its, like, enough oxygen within itself. Again, we're, we're trying to fill in the gaps here, aren't yes. we? But yeah. yeah, I mean, it looked yeah. impressive. Yes, it did look impressive. It did look good, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah especially I think... when it flashed past the two foot valiant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was. Um... And actually, yeah, why didn't it affect the skyscrapers that it went flying past as well? Well, precisely. You sort of set Any, them, anybody set near the top of those was being fried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe we've just been a little bit too uh, too picky on this now. I don't know. Yes. But the one, the bit I did like at the end because they thought, obviously, the, the uh, Donna and Martha thought the Doctor had gone off to um, basically kill himself. Yeah, you know, to save the planet. Um, when he came back and he just sort of after just teleported back down again, I, I, and he sort of sat there, and Martha just came sat next to him and sort of held his arm. Yeah, and what I did like Donna just walked over and hit him. Yes. And I thought, okay, now that's back in character again. Yeah. That is what that is what Donna would do. Yeah. It would be all that anger first, and then then all the Yeah. You know, I'm glad you're back would would Yeah. Would would then come out, which is what happened. So yeah, that, that did work. Which again just made the running off to the TARDIS. All that more wrong, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All the more wrong. But uh So then of course it ends up with um the TARDIS locking its own door and whisking the three of them off to somewhere else. Yes. Yes. So, um, so that, 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 that's the doctor's daughter. Yes. We have next week. We have next week. Yes. So, uh, or not as the case may be. Um, now, yes, I'm just trying to, if we've had time to do, a commentary. We may we may fit a commentary. We may fit a commentary at this point. In. Yes, we're now not that... quite sure on our timings yet. No. Um, as you know, I think that that should be commentary weekend. Yes. 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 It is commentary weekend. So I mean, that, that, um, that's the, that's the plan. It's that is the plan. Of, yes. Of, of, if, if everything goes, we don't want to promise a commentary and not. No. Nah. Well, the, the the plan and... is well, the plan is we are we are, we are supposed to be doing a commentary and uh, next week and. Yes. It's our. It's a return to our, um, for us anyway, our infamous lost episode. Yes. We are, so Hoosie podcast got its own lost episode, yes. um, which we are going to um, recreate, <laughs> read through the medium of animation. Yes. Yes. We're currently Tony's currently drawing it all up as we speak. Yes. <laughs> you can have stick men. <laughs> lots and lots of stick men. 
Um, yes, we are going to attempt, uh, for a second time of asking, a commentary for Warriors of the Deep. Yes. Um, which we really enjoyed doing last time. Yeah. And we were all absolutely gutted that the recording bombed out when I, when I tried to save it at the end. Yes. Um, a few lessons were learnt that weekend. Yes. Yes, it, it changed the way we recorded stuff. Um, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, hopefully we won't, we won't have um, a, a repeat occurrence of that. Otherwise, it is just cursed. Yes. That's all I can say. It's just cursed. So, um, if it all goes pear-shaped next week, then you will be getting the doctor's daughter a week early. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that's the plan. Next week, an audio commentary for Warriors of the Deep. Okay, then. So, let's wrap that up there then, shall we? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Good, good. I think we've done this one to death. So, I um, think generally we liked it. I think so. I think uh, we, we did like it. It was just a few annoying, annoying things, but it's, it's a story I would quite happily sit down and watch. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't quite... I don't know if there was a lot of hatred towards this story. I can't remember now. I, no, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's not. It's not a bad episode. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's, I th- it's, I th- it's think... not even the worst Centauran episode. No, so. it's not. And I, th- I think if I did think it was an improvement on Helen Rayner's um, previous story, yes, um, which I think she probably did get a lot of unfair criticism. It was quite venomous. Yes, what happened? But I think when when we get round to doing that particular story. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll save that we'll discussion for them. Yes, indeed, indeed. I think all our prejudices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So until next week, it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>